0: So welcome to the Matchball 30, our game-by-game, real-time journey, 30 years on, on the Matchball 30, charting the events of 30 years ago. I'm Dan Moylan, with me, Michael Normanson. Hello. And so is Moscow White. Daniel
1: Chapman. Hello. Nottingham, can you smell Nottingham in the air? Well, we should be smelling Crystal Palace, but they have uh, not let us play. Well, we finished last season
0: at Nottingham. We heard from Chris Fairclough, who said he thought this next season, this forthcoming season that we're about to embark on, Born in Nottingham, said it was going to be difficult. And then the first game
1: of the season is going to be Nottingham. Shouldn't have been though. No. Crystal Palace have seriously upset Howard Wilkinson by, with about three days notice, decided that the building works at Selhurst Park mean we cannot open the season there while the rest of the league plays. Those responsible for the management of Selhurst Park have known for 14 weeks says Howard Wilkinson when the new season would start yet here we are three days away from that start and we have a postponement it's nothing short of disgusting
2: and he is right like there's no, absolutely no excuse for it it feels like they should be just giving us the points for this rather than making us actually play this at a later date
1: Wilkinson's gone to them with every possible option so behind closed doors move the game somewhere else just give us the points was another one if they can't do it but the, uh, yeah, the the Football League have basically just gone, no, it's fine, sort yourselves out. So after a very good summer, exciting new signings, exciting Happy Mondays gig, building works of our own, Wilkinson points out, you know, we've built a new stand in the southeast corner, we've got a new police box, alterations here, there, and everywhere. We're halfway through making a banqueting suite, and we're ready to play. But um, yeah, this has been called off. And so, uh, yes, as he says, Sim, um, with amid all the talk of super leagues and premier leagues, which has been the other theme of the, the summer, never happened. situations like this must be laughable. The Italian league and the Germans must be splitting their sides, laughing at us.
2: Speaking of having a new stand, what does it look like? I've not seen it yet.
1: It's weird. It's like a, it's the, we're supposed to be built in the 1970s. They've had the foundations there since then, just sitting in the, the corner of the ground. But it's like, take the South stand and just put, a little corner on it because the the whole idea was that the, the design of the south stand would then go around the east all at kind of the same roof level and link up with the cop so it looks like you could do that but after this sort of wedge of new seats is cheese colors yeah the bright yellow i think there's some blue ones in there too they keep moving the seats around and putting them back in and out in the south stand there's then it ends and then there's the old grass bank and the low fields sheds on top of it. So it's an odd looking stand, but it's a little bit more room.
2: And at least we finished it on time. Not like these pricks.
0: <laughs> this is true. And what it does mean is we have a free Saturday uh, at the start of the season. So what will we do? Well, we'll indulge this Nottingham fetish even more because Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, massive in the cinema at the minute, isn't it? Have you seen that? That's set in Nottingham, isn't it? With that American chap. The Brian Adams song? It's a belter, well, is it? Well, that has gone to number one and has been there for quite a few weeks now. So it's all about Nottingham this summer, but it does mean that with us going to the cinema on the Saturday, we can watch us play Oldershot on the Friday in a what has probably been termed hastily arranged friendly.
1: Yeah, Wilkinson was uh, just desperate for us to play anybody. And I think Oldershot, having gone bust quite recently, um, available. So nearest thing possible to a first team friendly, allowing for the fact that Mel Sterland is not... Very fit, although he did have to uh, come on after half an hour because somebody cut Chris Fairclough's lip, which is not what you want in a pre season match. Five
0: stitches. And the lineup for this one then, yeah, John Lukic, McClelland, Derigo. Who? Oh, well, we'll come on to that in a minute. Batty, Fairclough, White, Strachan, Rod Wallace. Who? Lee Chapman, Gary McAllister, Gary Speed. And then we have subs. Uh, Mel Sterling came on for Fairclough with that cut lip after half an hour. Not just a cut lip, five stitches. Feels like more than a cut lip. And then uh, Steve Hodge for... Who? Gary. Steve Hodge. Sign him from, guess where? Why are you listing well, players that we don't own? Steve Hodge, guess where we signed him from? Go on. Notts County. Correct. Uh, for Gary Speed. Mike Whitlow came on for Chris White. And uh, we had Mervyn Day and him Riverardi on the bench. How did it finish? And then we'll introduce these strangers. It finished
1: in a win for Leeds United, as you would hope against them. 3-1. Half-time, a, a very brave 3,931 people went in. But yeah, McAllister first half, then uh, a goal each for Wallace and Chapman, our new strike partnership in the second half. And Keith Birchin, older shots, number nine, had made it 1-1 in the 80th minute. But then class-telled, didn't it? And we got away with a, a win in the end. Well, you
0: reckon we've addressed finally our, our left back problem because both Peter Haddock and Jim Beglin have retired this summer. Previous incumbents of the uh, of the left back position over the last couple of years because they're both knackered, but we've spent an awful... On the medical term? Yep. They are now uh, pottering around in a field with some broken horses. Tony DiRigo from
1: Chelsea. Well, I was just going to say, even Glyn Snowden has been loaned out to Oldham. So we didn't have a game today, but he was playing for Oldham against Liverpool in the um, Oldham's return to their first division. But yeah, we don't need him because looking back over the summer, it was the 11th of May that we beat Nottingham Forest in the last game of last season. And then talk about getting your business done. 21st of May, we signed two players for the price of one from Southampton. <laughs> Almost. Two days later, we get another one. Five days after that, there's two more um, coming from Sheffield Wednesday. And then uh, it took a while longer to get Steve Hodge out of Nottingham Forest, but that's because Brian Clough, he's gone a Brian Clough. But so, yeah.
0: yeah, great stuff. So Rod and Ray Wallace signed as a as a pair, as a double act. Feels like Rod did probably quite a lot of the heavy lifting in
1: that <laughs> one, given that he cost
0: 1.6 million and Ray was 100,000.
1: We could owe, oh, I think it's another 100,000 or 50,000, depending on how many games Ray Wallace plays. There is an appearance-related... um Additional fee to be wary of with him, but um, I think Rod is the exciting one uh, striker who can play as a winger who's got pace and trickery and as great as Carl Schutt was, I think he was probably the the pick of Lee Chapman's strike partners in the end last season. He's maybe a little bit more dynamic than um, Carl, certainly at the start of the season because somebody beat Carl Schutt up at a wedding. So he's not having uh, the happiest. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm um, intrigued. I was intrigued by that one.
1: Yeah, I think it was some kind of family wedding went wrong. But these things happen in Sheffield. <laughs> so, well, it's a big one—big family wedding, that isn't it, really, in Sheffield. And certainly, Rod has got more about him than, for example, John Pearson. And as Wilkinson says, it's not just that he can play as a, a striker; he can go wide right, wide, wide left, through the middle. Um, and he can play in different ways as well as in uh, different places and pace because apart from Mike Whitlow we've not really a really <laughs> rapid player in the squad so uh, bringing a bit of that in up front is good and a
0: foil for Lee Chapman big man little man combo always a favourite and you know we've broken the transfer record there at 1.6 million when we got De a couple of days later would have broken it had it not been broken already a couple of days before it's come close Poor Tony de Rigo as well. Young, bright-eyed, definitely bushy-haired Australian lad who came over and joined Villa into the hands, the, the merciless hands of Doug Ellis, was then essentially trafficked to Ken Bates at Chelsea, hated every minute of being at both clubs, and then finally the safe, welcoming bosom of Bill Fotherby and Leslie Silver brought him to Leeds for 1.3 million. We do seem to have addressed all of our problems in a slightly uncharacteristically
2: effective way here. We just we needed more pace. We needed a left back. We needed a striker.
1: You can be very careful about how you're describing the left back spot at Leeds as a problem when <laughs> Mike Whitlow is the one that we have not disposed of over the summer.
2: We have traded a racing car for
1: more of a Rolls Royce, is how I would think of. You're not going to get much speed out of a Rolls Royce. What's of Tony the, What's the 0 to sixty on a Rolls Royce compared to Mickey Witz? And
0: back end of May, John Newsom and David Weatherall signed. But fairly, relatively small sums. A great bunch of lads from Sheffield. Will big Wilco favourites and David Weatherall a brain the size of
1: a planet. Well, yes, he's a unusual for a footballer. He's a chemistry student, so he's um, he's still doing that. They're not, they're letting him finish his chemistry degree. But this is a classic. Mick Hennigan, the assistant manager, and Wilkinson signing Mick has been um, reading the local paper in Sheffield and spotted that John Newsom had turned down a new contract, so. Pennigan and Wilco took Newsome out for dinner, offered him more money than Wednesday, and then asked him who else in Sheffield Wednesday's youth team squad might be available. So he he said, "Oh well, we, we may, we may, uh, Dave Weatherall, he'll come." So there we go, two defenders, and um, it's helpful if they turn out to be good because you know we mentioned the the team against Aldershot with um, John McClelland filling in at uh, uh, right back instead of Mel Sterling. John McClelland is he's 60 years old if he's a day and most of our squad I think there's only Batty Speed Mickey Wits Simon Grayson from the old squad before we signed these new players who were under the age of 25 and now Rod Wallace is only 21 um, his twin is roughly the same age Tony Dorigo, I think is 25 these two kids are 20 so Bringing the average age down quite a bit is, um, is handy.
0: And Steve Hodge, England midfielder, Steve Hodge, signed at the start of July from Nottingham Forest, as we mentioned, tried to get him out of the clutches of Brian Clough. Wasn't that easy. The question marks over exactly where he's going to play, given that our starting eleven is pretty much, you know, imagine it's going to be nailed down, don't you? The bench is where he probably plays. But maybe
2: that's not a bad thing, because, you know, it gives us options there, doesn't it? £900,000 on a bench warmer, Michael. Uh, Surely questions need to be asked. That's the, the era we're in, though, isn't it? These... Have you not seen how much a cop season ticket is these days? £112? Bloody hell. It's got to go it. somewhere, hasn't it? That sort of the excess has to be spent. So, yeah, it's good to have a quality backup, isn't it? Because last year it felt like if ever players were injured, it necessitated a full reshuffle of everyone.
1: It was um, Andy Williams kept coming into midfield, didn't he? Who is still with us, but is still on the transfer list, as he was when he was um, kicking lumps out of scum players in the League Cup semi-final. You don't know how long... Gordon Strachan can possibly go on for age 34, whether Hodge is maybe a replacement for him. You replace a, an experienced Scottish international who went to um, the 86 World Cup with a slightly younger England international who let Maradona punch the ball past um, Peter Shilton. <laughs> it was uh, it was Hodge that the ball deflected up and off. Or oh, there's also Liverpool keep trying to buy David Batty. And there was the reports after we'd signed Hodge, Graham Souness was straight in trying to get uh, Batty off us. And there's always that thing whether Wilkinson fully trusts Batty or whether he would maybe think, well, Steve Hodge is reliable. He says he's been trying to sign Hodge for Sheffield Wednesday before he even came to Leeds. He might think, well, cash in on that moody child that never listens to me and uh, play Hodge instead. So the older shot uh, lineup is perhaps not representative because Hodge has been injured in pre-season which is hopefully not going to be a, a theme in the actual season itself but extra strength it's it's quite a big um, Leeds flex I th- we're among the biggest spenders of the summer we didn't bother going for Dean Saunders let him go to Liverpool it, with, it looked uh, like
0: an auction was breaking out there so I'm glad we didn't get, get involved in that because he, he was pricey
1: yeah we've resisted Chris Waddle although um, uh, Wilkinson did say that if um, he would be interested in him at 2 million I think the same as he'd be interested in Gary Lineker if he was half a million. So we obviously rated him, but we've done some good business there. And Tony DiRigo is an England international, was at the World Cup, played in the third place playoff. Steve Odge, 86 World Cup, and um, went to the 91, I think. Did he go in 90 or was he injured? Whatever. He's an England international anyway. (laughs) And considering where we were and where we are, it's quite a flex for Leeds United. We're on the up. North of 4 million quid has gone out. That is, a, that is a not
0: inconsequential sum. So it all all points in the right direction. And it
1: is. I've just checked. It's another 100,000 if Ray Wallace plays 50 games. Right, right. So maybe Oof. not this season, but next season we might have to dull out some more cash. The
0: money's pouring in. The money is pouring in. We've got the Yorkshire Evening Post on the front of our shirts. We, we're getting sniffs around Admiral doing our shirts.
1: Well, that's confirmed. Um, although they're not doing the shirt this season. Admiral will be taking over our shirt sponsorship next season, which is a bit weird that we're announcing it now while Umbro are still working with us. But um, Bill Fotherby is calling it a a business partnership with Admiral. It's not a shirt sponsorship. Whereas the, the Yorkshire Evening Post have, if Bill Fotherby is to be believed, paid a substantial sum to put their name on our shirts for the season in the teeth of competition from American Airlines, North Sea Ferries, LucasAid and Beecham, the uh, chemicals conglomerate. Some (laughs) big names there. uh, Amazing that American Airlines couldn't outbid the YEP and don't seem to have sponsored any other teams. It was either Leeds or nothing. And then the YEP YEP came in with a a big money um, (laughs) bid. Apparently, Tetley's and Leeds Permanent Building Society were also. In the running, uh, but yes. it's the now, YEP. Now we're getting to it.
2: Did the American Airlines discussion go as far as how many American Airlines flights go from Leeds-Bradford? And have gone, well, at the moment, none. But if you were to sponsor us, maybe it would twist a few arms at uh, the, uh, the airport
1: authority people. Leeds-Bradford, one of the few um, aerodromes capable of handling Concorde. So it's really American Airlines' lack of ambition for not owning any Concordes <laughs> makes it... Uh, useless to them hey never mind this hot nottingham chat manchester and liverpool
0: both descending on yorkshire and I'll, let me tell you i was there did you ascend the floodlight it wasn't was I, that I, you i wasn't the brave raver going up to the sky uh, i wasn't i watched the brave brave uh, brave raver ascend the southeast corner floodlight and then disappear off into the night at some point 265 feet in the air it was yeah it was an awful long way up but the the mc did you know spit out some rhymes it was, hey, brave raver, come down to the earth, the place of your birth, etc., etc. et cetera. Funny smell in the air, you know, across Ellen Road. It was a real treat to be on the pitch. I was somewhere near the centre circle for this one, and obviously there was no grass down to it. They had the, the matting down on top of it. So what, the, what age are you? Uh, I am in the summer of 1991. I believe I am 13. Seems irresponsible. <laughs> well, I was I, I was put on a bus. Uh, there was a special bus that ran from Bradford that went to this concert, and it was late getting out, because obviously, you know, the traffic's like getting out of Ellen Road, and my parents were doing their nuts because I hadn't shown up when I was supposed to show up on the return bus, and they had no way of contacting me. I did show up a little bit later on, it was just because the bus was late, but I had a jolly nice time watching the Happy Mondays, and the farm, and Northside, and the Lars, and the High, I believe it was, and... All sorts of stuff going on.
1: The stereo MCs. Yes. Even no Leeds bands, which is a bit of a, a shame. It was all Manchester and Liverpool groups, which I think is why people were a little bit worried about that mix. But music brings people together, doesn't it? And it, it so was do a, drugs.
0: It was, yes, it was, it was a great atmosphere, so I will instead say. instead of yeah.
1: being uh, football and booze and fighting, it was um, music and drugs and love. Yes,
0: yes, indeed.
1: Only uh, 25,000 people and yeah, like, 21 arrests, and one of those is the, the Brave Raver up the pylon. So, wasn't really doing any harm, was he? Uh, breaching the peace was the actual offence. But um, yeah, that went well. And a, a while since um, Queen and you two had played at Elland Road. So, good to get some money spinning concerts back on in the old stadium. And some, some great memories that people will
0: not talk about for years to come. I mean, I cannot begin to tell you, but I've had my photos developed now.
1: From this, where did you take them?
0: At Boots and um, how cool I look with my John Lennon specs on my sunglasses. It was quite a bright day, and I went there with Meet Me John Lennon specs on.
1: Did you get them developed as a triple print where you get the, the big picture and then the two little ones next to it that you can cut out? Oh, we couldn't give away. Couldn't afford that now. Uh,
0: but yeah, great time, great bunch of lads. Hopefully, we'll see some more concerts there from some big names soon. Uh, I look
2: forward to it being blamed when the pitch is in a complete state as
0: well in a few months' time. uh, Yeah, there is that to
1: to factor in. Well, it's in a better condition than Sellers Park. At least we can play a football match. Uh, We've got the pre season action to wrap up as well because we've we've been globe trotting. We have become quite a big deal all of a sudden playing pre season matches home and away. Well, not home and away, but playing Brazilian champions Botafogo in Tokyo and Leeds. Playing in the I mean, Tokyo. I mean, dome. Tokyo was definitely away. It was definitely. <laughs> well, it's away, but it's not away to bot- Botafogo. We're also yeah. away, weren't yeah. they? So it's a neutral venue. Yes, but not many neutral venues. You know, when we had to play neutral venues because Ellen Road had been closed due to hooliganism, we did not go to Tokyo. Can you buy Botafogo shirts in the Square Ball?
2: I feel like that's one of the ones that may have been for sale in the uh, in those adverts.
1: Yeah, we got the um, uh, the the wacky shirts from around the world. Is how they're. They're presented. I know you can get Fluminese and I've seen Zero. Did you spot um, any Newell's Old Boys one?
0: I gather they've been doing some bits around this time. They're quite popular in
1: Argentina. Well, they've not won anything, have they? No. When they are, they're and they've just got that mental managers just taken over the last couple of seasons. That's neat. So, I don't imagine anybody will want a Newell's Old Boys shirt in Leeds. But it says not any time. I know they're just a laughing stock, aren't they? <laughs> but um, and Fogo are a laughing stock as well because. Uh, we lost to a penalty in the Tokyo Dome, but beat them uh, 2-1 at Elland Road.
2: A dome, eh? That's exciting, eh? Play football in a dome.
0: Well, Elland Road will presumably be some sort of super dome before too long. And
1: Wilkinson...
0: Well, they're uh, talking about building one at Oddsall in Bradford as well, aren't they? That's, um, that's likely to become a, a super dome at some point. I mean, that would be huge
1: there. That's uh, one of the best stadiums we've got, Oddsall, isn't it? Wilkinson, it's this was quite... A, if you're keeping track of little Wilkinson... Isms. The players were kept on UK time while in Tokyo, so they were training in the middle of the night so the, to try and reduce jet lag and impact. So hopefully that's... Well, it was all to, to keep them ready for, uh, for Crystal Palace. But we did risk a problem with the West Riding Senior Cup because we came uh, straight back from Japan to play a home game in that prestigious competition against Halifax Town. But Wilkinson just told the players to get there an hour and a half before kickoff and he'd see who looked fit to play. <laughs> and he ended up just using uh, the reserves and now the local FA, the West Riding FA, are threatening to find Leeds for not taking their West Riding Senior Cup seriously enough. So Crystal Palace is one problem. They should be in trouble with the authorities. It's actually us being uh, of course, it is. threatened by West Riding FA. I don't know how much action they can take against us, whether they can... Fulfill Graham Kelly's vow and have us thrown out the league for not respecting a game with Halifax Town. But, set of bastards. But overall, it's been quite a, a good summer. It's just a shame we had to start our first division season against Aldershot instead of the Super Eagles.
0: Well, the season does start against Nottingham Forest. Nottingham on my mind again uh, on the 20th of August. And we'll reconvene at Ellen Road for that, shall we? The match ball.